This is Two Halves with Shannon Byrne on ABC Grandstand Digital. Yes, hello and welcome to the Two Halves for our Monday edition. We will look at everything that has happened this weekend. It is the second last weekend, the penultimate weekend of the NRL competition for season 2013. And what an interesting weekend indeed. Well, it was a special night, Friday night, where four brothers, the big four Burgess boys, Sam, Luke, George and Tom, all took to the field in the dying minutes of the Rabbitohs and West Tigers game. It was 103 years since we'd seen four brothers on the field at the one time, and it was a special occasion indeed. There was also a couple of upsets. Did your team upset one of the teams over the weekend? I'm talking about the Titans getting up over the Roosters. That was a big surprise, and it has also kept their final chances Alive, So it was uh, spectacular scenes at the Sydney Football Stadium. But what does that mean for the Roosters? Are they in a bad patch coming into the finals? All that and a lot more to discuss. Thank you so much for joining me on Digital Radio and right across Asia and the Pacific. Internationally, you are with Shannon Byrne on Radio Australia. Now let's have a look at the games on Friday night. There was two of them. And we'll start with the Newcastle Knights who overcame a 14-0 deficit to triumph in Brisbane, beating the Broncos 26-18 to at Lang Park. But the win, it keeps Newcastle safe in seventh place on the NRL ladder. It did come at the cost of a foot injury to halfback Kurt Gidley, so not good news there. Gidley suffered the knock while scoring the Knights' second try eight minutes into the second half. Well, it was an ecstatic Wayne Bennett who spoke after the match, but I guess not good news when one of your starting players has copped an injury that could see him out of the final series. Wayne Bennett, thank you for your time. How do you sum up your team's effort tonight in getting that win? Um, yeah, look, yeah, that was pretty courageous and it's what we've turned around in the club a fair bit. Um, you know, we didn't win pretty, but we won and we dug deep to do that. And um, there's a bit of quality in the place now to understand that. And, and uh, to their credit, they stayed at it and got away with it. Were your number of errors and inability to complete in the first half, is that a bit of a worry if you are going to go into a finals campaign? Yeah, it's, yeah it wasn't what we wanted. Um, we started great again, you know, we had pressure on there, big willy nilly scored, we, Kurt throws a silly pass down there that puts us under pressure, you know, and then we start rolling out the penalties and we start making the unforced errors, but they steadied about, you know, 10 minutes out from half time, they kind of steadied, they defended their line for a number of sets, dug deep and they came in pretty boring at half time and I wanted to keep them that way because they were getting back into the game. We just had to go and start that second half really well and we did start the second half great, put them under pressure right from the kickoff, um, made another one or two little errors I wish we hadn't, but we did, we, we battled back through that and, and all of a sudden we got control of the game. Kurt Gidley's gone off with what looks like another serious injury. We're hearing initially foot, but you're saying ankle, is that right? What's the difference between the foot and the ankle? Well, a bit sorry, of height. Yeah, well, a bit of, yeah, sorry, you're probably right. I, I probably use the wrong terminology. Is it a recurrence of what he had previously? Or? Well, well, they think it is, you know, um, so it, if it's, that's the case, it is foot, it's not ankle. Yeah, yeah but yeah. big blow for the team, isn't it? He's yeah, it worked is, his we, way back. We've played that many times without him this, the last two years. You know, when he comes in, it's, it's great to have him, but. We're used to being without him, 
So I wish he was still fit and he could play with us, but he won't be back for the rest of this year. One foot in the finals, but needing to get over Parramatta next week to make it a formality. Oh yeah, but I think I think you know I still think 27 might do the trick. You know, but we we, we need to play well next week. We know that, but but it's, it's just nice to be there and not sitting here tonight leaving here with 25 points and thinking it ain't going to happen for us. That's Newcastle Knights winning coach Wayne Bennett talking about his size performance. Happy with the start. Patches in the middle that they can improve on. And also big talking point was the injury to Kurt Gidley, their halfback. And they will have to see how he pulls up. And a very nervous wait indeed. There was also another game on Friday night. South Sydney has set up a final round blockbuster to decide the minor premiership after overcoming. Well, I could only describe it as an overwhelmingly scare to down the West Tigers 32-18. to 18. It was a scenario which seemed a long way off, but when the Bunnies trailed 18-0 after just 14 minutes, the Tigers running in th- three tries while Englishman Sam Burgess spent 10 minutes off the field for what seemed a, a harsh sim binning. He repaid his teammates, though, with a powerful second-half try to lock things up at 18 all early in the second half. Brother Luke completing a memorable night for the family with his first NRL try in the dying stages and it's shaped as a night of celebration for the Burgess boys. They took the field together for the first time, matching a feat not accomplished in 103 years. But it was an interesting night indeed. A scare that uh, Michael Maguire, the head coach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, wouldn't have been too impressed by their start. Yeah, that was a bit of a shaky old 40 minutes there in the first half, but uh, yeah, we regrouped at halftime and um, the boys, you know, were pretty well aware of what they needed to do. Um, you know, I sort of came in and spoke at halftime, but uh, you know, I could see that the boys were very frustrated with how they were playing, but it was pleasing to see that they uh, went out and performed the way they're capable of in that second half. How much of a boost of confidence was it to get that try on half-time? Oh, yeah, it was obviously a helping hand. I think, uh, you know, all those sorts of moments in games, you know, count when you're coming in at half-time, and particularly off a half that we probably weren't uh, anywhere near what we're capable of playing. So uh, to be able to bounce back and uh, show the resilience they showed is, is very pleasing, but we, we've got plenty to work on this week. Isaac Luke said you gave him a fair spray. Is that a fair comment? <laughs> you probably have to ask the players that. As I said, they knew what they needed to do. Um, and you know, I was obviously frustrated because I know what they're capable of doing. So yeah, we spoke about that and they went out and they did it. I guess it goes to show a player in the sim bin how much damage can be done on the scoreboard against a, a top four side you mightn't get back. Yeah, I don't think we're playing that well with the player off. So you know, whether that got to us or not, I really don't think so. I just uh, there were areas in our game that we as a group you know, weren't happy with at that time. So you know, we've got to be able to go through those periods. And you know, we didn't probably show uh, that, that as well as what we should have. And you know, we'll talk about that and we'll move on to looking forward to next Friday. Was Isaac Lucas stand out for 80 minutes tonight? Yeah, he played really well. He, he has been. He's been playing some great footy for us over this, uh, oh yeah, for months really. Um, yeah, but uh, I thought when he ran tonight, you know, he, he gave us plenty of opportunity off the back of that. We scored a couple of tries, so you know, encouraging him to run and doing all those things he's capable of doing will uh, be very handy for us uh, as we move into these next few games. Adam Reynolds' goal kicking too. That must be a, a confidence boost going into the finals. Yeah, it is. You know, it comes back to his practice. Uh, you know, he practices and he gets the results. So you know, I, I think it all pays off when you when you get in this time of year. It's a nice moment at the end there. All four Burgess brothers, we think, in the one tackle at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I think Jeff Lehman was trying to claim he's part of the family there at one stage, trying to get involved there at some stage. But, uh, oh, no, it's, it's great. I mean, to be a part of a, a little bit of history uh, along the way, it's such a historic club. And to have four brothers in, uh, to play for one club, and I think it's been 103 years since that's actually happened. So, um, yeah, it's nice to be a part of it. And one thing uh, for these boys, that you know, they see themselves as a part of the team. You know, not, not four boys, they're a group of boys that play in such a, you know, a, a close, not, uh, tight team, I should say.
And a final one for you. It sets up a mouth-watering clash against the Roosters next week. Yeah, another great game. And, you know, with uh, great practice, obviously, going into the finals. And uh, we're really looking forward to, obviously, the opportunity to play on Friday. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit extra to play for with uh, what's at stake. And that was Michael Maguire, the South Sydney Rabbitohs coach, who was... Uh, yeah, pretty philosophical about their slow start, but uh, impressed with their second half performance. So with that win, the Rabbitohs will host arch rival Sydney Roosters at Sydney's Olympic Stadium on Friday night with the winner to finish the regular season in top spot. An exciting finish to the NRL coming up, especially heading into the finals series. ABC Grandstand. This is the Two Halves on ABC Grandstand Digital. All right, let's have a look at the games on Saturday and hat-tricks to Manu Vatavai and Sean Johnson helped the Warriors extinguish the Raiders' slim hopes of making the finals with a 50-16 victory at Mount Smart Stadium on Saturday. Vatavai crossed the stripe three times in the space of just nine minutes during the first half, propelling the Warriors to a 20-12 lead at the break. The Raiders, on the other hand, they had endured a testing week with the twin controversies surrounding Blake Ferguson and Shandor Earl. They had little to smile about during the week, but although it was a drubbing in the end, Jared Croker also crossed for three tries of his own. So it's not often you see three players crossing for a trifecta each. In the end, though, it was a very happy Warriors side and their coach, Matthew Elliott, had praise about his team's dominant performance. Matthew Elliott, um, three hat-tricks, two of them back-to-back and one of them, I believe, a world record. It was a pretty unusual afternoon, wasn't it? I think it's an NRL record, but I guess in the, in the US they call it a World Series when they play the NFL or the baseball. So, yeah, let's call it a world record. Uh, it was... Uh, it was, a, in many ways, a bizarre game, but a game that I'm, you know, I'm obviously happy to, to secure the victory and, uh, you know, in such a positive manner. Was um, some of the potential that the teams had all year finally sort of bubbled to the surface today? Um, it wouldn't be a favourite victory. You know, I think the, the, the Melbourne performance at home and uh, when we played the Roosters away and, and probably Manly here were the games where we showed, you know, I think more poise in both attack and defence right across 80 minutes. But you know, we played a team that obviously they've gone through a fair bit of adversity, these guys, and uh, you know, they've got some fairly decent personnel on the sideline. So you know, we probably got them at a good time, but um, you know, what's more important for us is that we need to ensure that we find a way to be better for next week. Sean Johnson passed the ball to Gavin Badger at one stage, but he certainly bounced back, didn't he? He ended up having a great game. What badger? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I really think he should have gone off his left foot when he caught the ball. But yeah, um, yeah, mate. Um, it was quite bizarre because you know I wasn't really happy with Sean's first half, but you know, wow, it wasn't just the three tries he scored. He put a couple on as well, and um, again got the ball in goal. Um, you know, for repeat sets, and that's the sort of stuff that we need to do a little bit more regularly. You said in the press conference, Manu Vatavai, you're surprised that he gets criticism. Can you just run us over that? It was, uh, I think, he one try for each of his uh, little baby girls this afternoon. Man, um, it, it's amazing. Uh, I, I don't get it. You know, every winger has a bad day. You know, but Manu seems to be. I don't know whether it's the nature of the way that's, you know, the press are here in New Zealand, but he, he just. I don't know. He's, I, I really don't get it. Since I've been here, his his application off the field, his influence on his teammates, and what he's actually done on the field, 
probably right, even in that Penrith game where we got our pants pulled down severely away, he was our best player there and, and he's probably been in our best few every week, I reckon. Last night, Wayne Bennett gave us a few lines about the problems being encountered by his former club, um, your former club, the Raiders. Any, any thoughts on, on where they are and the predicament they're in? Yeah, well, I, I've really got a massive fondness for the Raiders. They obviously gave me my first opportunity and I love the club. It took me a while to get over that. I, don't know, I haven't said that before, but uh, just just the, you know, the vibe of the players and and the work ethic that we were able to instil there as a group. So I'm very confident that they'll get back on track. I, you know, I didn't always see eye to eye with the administration, but I know how much they care and I know how keen they are to you know, help that footy team do well. So um, and man, they got some real talent. You know, I know we're talking about people that are leaving their club, but there is some absolute amazing talent there. And I watched their 20s again today, which was a really high-quality game, and they got some good players coming through. So they're doing a lot right, and I, you know, my thoughts are with them. Thanks, Matthew. Sweet. And that was Matthew Elliott chatting with Steve Mascord about his team's performance and also a very special performance from Manu Vadavai. Taking a look at the other game between the Bulldogs and Penrith on Saturday afternoon and Penrith's finals hopes were dealt a blow following their 34-14 defeat to the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. The Panthers were two points outside the top eight following the Warriors' win over the Raiders earlier and they did themselves no favours as they were kept scoreless in the second half. They did have one positive though. They led at the break 14-12 to but the Bulldogs rang over the top of their opponents in the second term with tries to Tim Lafay, Mitch Brown, Chris and Inu and Trent Hodginson confirming a spot in the finals. And I caught up with the Bulldogs coach Des Hasler following his team's come-from-behind win. Des, well, first of all, uh, how pleasing that they dished up that last 40 minutes for you. Yeah, no, it was a bit better than the first 40. It wasn't uh, accept or, or, or standard uh, uh, that they're happy with, that's for sure. And what about yourself? Um, when you look at the stats, uh, shake your head at some of the stats that maybe that you could have improved on them personally? Uh, look, there's something we're really aware of. We just haven't enough respect for the ball and... Uh, uh, just not completing well enough. That run from um, from William Tony Williams just before the break. Uh, how important was it to get you know only two points going into that break? Ah, oh, definitely. It was. Uh, uh, sometimes you go into break fourteen six down, and it's usually come out the second half. The next scorer uh, virtually dictates which way the game's going to go. So it was good going in fourteen twelve. And Tim Lafayette crashing over. Everyone's going to. It was a pretty impressive game. Some of the stuff you dished out. Everyone will be talking about that run from Tony and the the try. I think from Tim for quite a while. Yeah, it's too inconsistent for us, but we need to we need to complete better. And just quickly turning attention towards your next game. Uh, anyone coming back for your Broncos game on Thursday night? Maybe Cassiano. We'll see. And finally, just in terms of how important this was for your battle for fifth and sixth, you know, uh, is it? It gets its own final. That's the main thing. Congratulations. Thank you. And that was Des Hasler talking after his team's performance. And it was an impressive second-half performance. But uh, like many teams this weekend, it seems to be the flavour of the coach that uh, some slow starts are what is bothering them at the moment. Having a look at the third and final game on Saturday, Manly swapped places with the Melbourne Storm on the ladder after a 24-8 blow-up at Brookvale Oval. The Seagulls overtook Melbourne in third place with an efficient 16-point win thanks to a David Williams hat-trick and a Brett Stewart double. 
The one thing Manly Seagulls, though, will be sweating on is the fitness of their fullback, Brett Stewart. He did come off with a couple of minutes to go, citing hamstring soreness. So uh, they will be, no doubt, waiting to see how that pulled up. But hat-trick hero Williams said there is still room for improvement in his side, but it was a welcome relief to finally get a win against a top-four rival. And this is Jeff Toovey, the winning coach of the Manly Seagulls, talking to Matt Logue after his side's win over the Melbourne Storm. With Manly coach Jeff Toovey, mate, you must be very happy, particularly with that first half, very clinical. Yeah, it was a great performance, uh, especially uh, defensively. I thought we were, were superb there. Um, shots were a pretty good lead, um, uh, very consistent there. And um, I think um, losing a, a forward um, in the first minute of the game wasn't helpful, but um, we had some players playing out of position, but they did a great job. Melbourne, when you get to a big lead, Melbourne usually you know, respond at half-time, I guess, particularly after the Craig Bell and spray, but the second half from your guys, you really ramped it up, and defensively, particularly on your own line, that was a feature. Yeah, well, we, we lapsed, you know, uh, just before half-time uh, defensively, and they scored a try, and that's what Melbourne will do to you. So uh, we knew we had to be um, on the ball come second half, particularly in that first... 15, 20 minutes, and the players did that. We're alert, we're tight in defence, and um, um, just a really good unit. Mate, a, a couple of uh, decisions there, with, uh, a couple of tries. Uh, what were your thoughts on those? Are we happy with the officiating tonight? I thought generally the officiating was okay, but I'm, I'm still perplexed by some of those decisions. Yeah, okay. Is that something you address? Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah, okay. okay. And going forward, finally, a home game against the Penrith Pens before the finals. You must be excited about that. Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, as I said, it's, um, it's, it's just see how our injuries pull up this week. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Big, big forward pack, the Penrith Panthers. Um, and I, I think they lost this weekend, but um, obviously they, they want to go out on a good note as well. So we'll have to be on our game. Congratulations on the win tonight, and thank you for joining us on ABC Greenstone. Thank you. Jeff Tuvey there after his uh, side's impressive performance against the Melbourne Storm. Well, talking about impressive performance, there were two top quality games on Sunday. And we'll start with the North Queensland Cowboys, who were temporarily replaced in eighth spot by the Warriors on Saturday. But they resumed their position in the top half of the competition with a five tries to three display. And that was against the Cronulla Sharks. Scores were level at 12 all at the break, but the Cowboys took a command in the second term and iced the win with a Gavin Cooper try in the final minute of the play. The Cowboys just now need to beat the West Tigers on Saturday night to guarantee a top eight finish. And, well, isn't that a remarkable proposition, considering their dire straits just over a month ago when Neil Henry was sacked from the final year of his contract. And it is an interesting time indeed. Now, coming out of that game between the North Queensland Cowboys and the Cronulla Sharks, Paul Gallen faces a weak ban for a crusher tackle on North Queensland's Scott Bolton, but will be free to play in the NRL finals if he does miss next week's final round match. Well, Neil, the, the dream stays alive for at least another week. Congratulations, well done. Yeah, it does. Look, uh, on a bit of a roll, and uh, it was a tough game to play uh, Cronulla here, and uh, to, get, to get the results, very pleasing. 18-12 down early on in the second half after an error. Heads could have dropped, but they didn't. No, look, one thing we've, we've, we've been doing is being, we've been very good at the back end of the game. So, you know, thankfully we've been defending and, and playing games for the full 80 minutes and 
I don't think we've conceded any points in the last 20 minutes and probably four of our five wins. Uh, I think it was only good to go back to the South game where they got a couple of late tries. So, look, uh, we're playing the 80 out and we're not, not worrying about you know, conceding points. We don't like to concede you know, cheap points like that and we conceded points at the start of each half. Uh, but we, we just got back into the grind again and uh, I think the second half we might have been 17 from 19 sets or something. There's only a couple of errors there, which if you're doing that sort of footy at the back end of a game, you're just not making any errors. You're going to be in any game. The Two Halves on ABC Grandstands Digital. The final weekend game saw the Roosters up against the Gold Coast. It was an indifferent Roosters up against an injury-hit Gold Coast side. And, well... What unfolded Sunday afternoon at the Sydney Football Stadium was just astonishing. The Titans sealed one of the best results in its short history with a 30-22 to win at the footy stadium on Saturday afternoon. It was a magnificent battle between the two sides and it was capped off by Dave Taylor who intercepted the ball and confirmed the result with an effort under the post in the dying seconds. And it was an aesthetic John Cartwright jumping up and down the sideline like he was welcoming home the Melbourne Cup winner. It was a sight to behold, that's for sure. Having lost to the Sharks last Monday, Trent Robinson's side goes into next Friday's minor premiership decider against bitter rival South Sydney in some pretty wretched form. But one team just finding some form in the games that count at the moment, John Cartwright was a very happy man and I spoke to him on the field just as the siren went. John Cartwright, the, cap, uh, the coach of the Gold Coast Titans. First of all, uh, how proud are you, the boys, and still finals hopes alive? Yeah, no, extremely courageous effort. You probably say a lot of things that you shouldn't after a win like that, but, yeah, I'll just enjoy the moment. Fantastic effort. And I guess getting to this moment, you know, how much did you have hope in this boys and especially what they could do up against a very tough opponent? Yeah, as long as we played well and, and played with enthusiasm and commitment, um, you're a chance to beat anyone, and that's sort of what we all spoke about all week. You know, no matter who was in the jumper, it was playing well and playing the percentages, doing the little things right, supporting each other, and and in tight games like that, you, you've got to have that little bit of whatever you call it, spirit, X factor, whatever you want to call it. But it's got to be there to win those those games when you're playing the good sides. You probably could have had a comfortable time sitting in the top eight when you could have won some of those closer games. You've had a pretty up and down season, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's uh, you know there's, there's three or four games there when you look back just off the top of my head that were games there to be won. You know, probably no more so than last week, which would have made our our job a little bit easier. But uh, look, while ever there's there's hope, there's life, and we're uh, equal with the Cowboys. I think we just got to hope they get beat where next week, and we can roll the uh, the storm. And just on that, how hard is it to play in a stadium of a touch over seventeen thousand fans? And uh, you you kept them quiet for a majority of that game. Yeah, no, I don't think we got one fair, well, one 50-50 call go our way a whole game. I've never seen a game where you complete at 95% and we were down 5-2 in the penalty count. So I don't know what that says about uh, the crowd or, or the decisions or we'll, maybe we're just unlucky. And just quickly turning attention to the next game against Melbourne Storm uh, uh, in Melbourne, uh, will you be welcome any troops back? Ah, uh, no, don't, don't think we'll get anyone back and it uh, looks like we'll lose Nate Miles as well. So... It's, yeah, we'll be digging deep next week again, but, uh, you know, you, you can't... Wins like that just you can't be understated. You, you don't know what they do for your confidence. And there's some guys out there that just, you know, performed and played above their weight, and we just need them to do it for another week. Just quickly on Nate Miles, does it look like a left ankle injury? Yeah, the, the physio's uh, a bit concerned, so uh, not good. And it's a, you know, 
Yeah, it's not good. He hasn't uh, rolled it pretty bad and hopefully not that syndesmosis word, but that's that's what they're thinking at the moment. Well, uh, we'll let you get into regroup on that, but also congratulate your uh, team members. Fantastic win today here in Sydney. Great. Thank you very much. And that was John Cartwright after his surprise upset win. The Titans, well, they defeated the Sydney Roosters at the Sydney Football Stadium yesterday. It was a sight to behold indeed. One more game in round 25 of the NRL and it sees the two teams that languish on the bottom of the ladder. I'm talking about the Parramatta Eels who are in 16th up against the 15th place, St George Illawarra Dragons. The game will be played at Parramatta Stadium. It has been moved from the Sydney Olympic Stadium, no doubt, to uh, I guess maybe even just for TV and better atmosphere. The smaller suburban boutique ground is probably what is in order for these two lowly placed sides. It will be a battle indeed because both teams wanting to move away from the dreaded wooden spoon. So much more to come throughout the season 2013 of the NRLs. One more round to go and then we will join you for all the finals actions right up until the grand final in October. Thank you so much for your company today. Reminder, there is a Friday edition of The Two Halves where Amanda Shalala and Matt Logue talk everything that has happened in the week of Rugby League and also, more importantly, they'll have a big look at what's happening in the final round of the NRL. There can still be changes in and outside the top eight, positional changes in the top eight, and more importantly, the minor premiership still to be decided. Thank you so much for your company. I'm Shannon Byrne, and I'll catch you next Monday.